The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Isaac Shehbar In honor of his parents Jack and Marilyn Hashem Alehim Yichyu Amen Daf Mim Chet. Today's daf has been dedicated to Eilu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Eilu Nishmat Amiruhemet. Shneftered bechisuri Amin v'shani Mazal Bat Frida. Ruach Hashem Tanichenu Began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Mim Chet Amud Rishon, fourth line down, starting from the Mishnah. And the Mishnah begins. We continue learning about the obligations uh, that apply to not only Sukkot but the Shemini Atzeret. So the Mishnah says, Halil, the obligation to recite the Halil is an eight day obligation, seven days of Sukkot and the eight day of Shemini Atzeret. What is Simcha? She says, The obligation to eat from the Kurbanot. Uh, which that's the way the Torah says you have simcha uh, with the korban. So that's an eight-day uh, mitzvah as well. But she says halel ligmor bo et halel. The fact that we say full halel. So the Mishnah says ketzad. How does these how do these mitzvah mitzvot manifest? Melamed shechayav adam behalel up simcha uchbod yom tov ha'acharon shel chag. The purpose of teaching the Mishnah is that these items, as well as what the Mishnah calls Kavod Yom Tov as well, are mandatory not only the first seven days of the holiday, but also on the eighth day. So the Mishnah is teaching us that Halel, Simcha, and Kavod Yom Tov also applies on the eighth day of Shemini Atzeret. So comes again and says, How do you know this? That she says, what are we trying to solve over here? The Shemini Hayab B'Simcha. How do you know the eighth day is Hayab B'Simcha? De'aloketi bebehedya ila b'shifat yimei ha'ag. Dekhtiv, ha'ag esukot ta'asir lecha, usmik leve samachta b'hagecha. Doesn't say Simcha by Shemini Atzeret. So how do you know there's an obligation of Simcha on the eighth day? Again, when we say Simcha, we refer to the eating of the Korbanot. The Tarul Banan. We have a brighter. Ve'hayita... So the Pasuk says, uh, when it talks about the seven days of Sukkot, after the Pasuk of the seven days, it says, So the words, comes and teaches us, It's coming to include the Simcha, not only to the seven days, but also to the last night. The last night, which would be the eighth 
night. Right? The, the day starts with the night. You have the eighth night followed by the eighth day. So the Vaita Aksameya comes up and says, not only the seven days prior, but also you have an extra night of Simcha on the eighth night. Now, how does this Dirasha work exactly? So that she tells us here. Lerabot lele yom tov acharon. Lesimcha. Shelefanav. Lekolelo im shiv'at ayamim. Sheyizbach shelamim bashiv'i. Kedele echol lel shemini. Which means the obligation of the Torah is telling you that you have to slaughter korbanot on day 7 in order to have them ready to eat on the night of the 8th. means the connection to Pesukim. Seven days, Simcha, Vayit Ha'achsameh. I mean, the Simcha should continue to the subsequent night, meaning prepare from the 7th for that night. Sameach Lemayata. That she gives you the dynamics of the Rasha. Vayit Ha'achsameh. What is that Sameach coming to teach you? Kevan Dikhtiv Le'almi Le'vesamahta Be'hagecha. It says to Le'vesamahta Be'hagecha. Ela, Le'rabot Simchat Le'leshimini. Regarding night and day, the night is always less than the day. So if the Torah is coming to tell you, you have to have Simcha by the night of Shemini Atzeret, or the most by the day of Shemini Atzeret, Shu'ikar, Shehayab, Bismha. Now, Ush'ar Lelot. Now, what about the other nights of Sukkot? Now you learned already the night of Shemini Atzeret. How do I know the day of Shemini Atzeret? Have the Homer. If the night is Hayab Bismha, which is secondary, or the most of the day, which is the Ikar Simha, but die. Good. Now how do I know days of Sukkot? It says Shemach Yamim. How do I know nights of Sukkot? So that she says, Lot Siddiche Rebuye Di Yamim. I'm sorry, Lot Siddiche Rebuye. You don't need to include it. Why? The Yamim Afilu Lelot Bemashma. When it says Shiva'at Yamim by Sukkot, Yamim means only days. Yamim means days and nights. Like we learned earlier by Sukkah. Which means that when we have the Pesukah, it's coming to include what we didn't learn yet. Day, night, we know already for Sukkot. So what are you, what are you left with? Shemini Atzeret. So we start with the night. Shemini Atzeret is obviously not included in the seven days. Now, how do you know the Ba'it Ha'asamah included night? Maybe it included day. So that she says, no, for sure it's coming to include the night. Shu samuch l'shiva'at yamim dekra. Which means, seven days, and then continue the Simcha. Well, if you're continuing the seven days, the next day is the night of Shumi Al-Sarit. Well, what follows the seven days of Sukkot? The first thing that follows the seven days of Sukkot is what? The night of Shumi Al-Sarit. So that's the first thing the Pasuk Ba'it Ha'asamah is coming to include. The Yom Atebe Kavahomer, and the day will be deduced from a Kavahomer. Vashmi'inan, Shibishlamim and Nizbahim, Bahagasukot, Yismi'u Belel Shemini. Shemi Yacholakri Balayla. And the Hadush of the Pasuk is that you'll slaughter Korbanot on day 7 of Sukkot to have them ready to eat on Shemi Atzeret on the night of the 8th, and you'll have to slaughter more Korbanot on day 8. Through a Kavahomet. And if the night you have to be Bismha, Kavahomet in the day. Now, before we continue the Gemara, there's an obvious question over that they all ask. Usually, when it says the word Ach, 
ach usually minimizes. The word ach and rak are exclusionary terms. Here the pasuk says, Vaita ach sameach, and we're coming to include the eighth night for Simcha. Seems that it goes against the normal direction of the derasha of ach. So the answer that the Gaon Mevilna says over here, says no, it's still working in the same direction. Because on Shemini Atzeret, it's different than Sukkot. There's no more mitzvah of Sukkah, and there's no more mitzvah of Lulav. All you have left is Simcha. So then with the Pazuvaita Aksameya, which is we're excluding all the other mitzvot, of Sukkot to Shemini Atzeret. So therefore the Ach is also an exclusionary terminology. Now the Gebarah says, again, Da'ita Ach Sameyah, Lerabot Lele Yom Tov Acharon. Now the Gebarah says, O'eno Ela Yom Tov Arishon. Who told you? Maybe Da'ita Ach Sameyah is coming to include the first night of Sukkot. What is it including in the first night of Sukkot? Which means... Maybe you have to slaughter korbanot erev Sukkot in order to have them ready for the first night of Sukkot. Which means, who told you? It's coming to include a night, obviously. Who told you coming to include the last night? Maybe it's coming to the first night. That what? That already you have to have animals prepared from before the holiday, so you're going to go into the holiday immediately and have Sabha. So, Omer, Ach, when the Pasuk says, it's coming to obviously separate or divide. It's only coming to include one. So the Gemara says, "Umara ita lerabot leleyom tov acharon uloti leleyom tov arishon." But who told you to divide it like you divided it? To include the last night and to exclude the first night? I'll say it the other way. Marbe ani leleyom tov acharon. To give us answer. You know why I include the last night? She is Simcha Lifanav. Because already there's Simcha before the last night. For seven days you're having Simcha. So therefore it makes sense that the Simcha began. So what Simcha begins? So to continue the Simcha another night. It's, it's preceded by Simcha. The eighth night isn't it preceded by Simcha. That's why I'll include it. However, but on the first night of Sukkot, he didn't start the Simcha yet. Which is the night before Sukkot. Is there any Simcha that night? No, it's not preceded by Simcha. Therefore, if I have a, a choice to include one night for Simcha, I'm going to include the more probable night. And the more probable night, according to the logic of the Gemara, is the night that is preceded by Simcha, which means there's a. Uh, 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 a promotion of Simcha for the first seven days of Sukkot. And what's the Torah telling you? Continue it. Go, continue another night. Okay, that makes sense. So, but, maybe it's coming to include the first night of Sukkot. That why you have to already slaughter Kurban from before? No. That already, I wouldn't include because it doesn't have uh, uh, a precedence of Simcha before. Let's see. Let's see we did. So that's the point of the Gemara. Good point. The first night will have the Like always. Well, that's what I'm telling you. Slaughter before... Yom Tov, to have it ready for the Lel Yom Tov Yishon. No, saying no, don't do that. Right, it's Gemara's answer. So the first night you don't have to have uh, oh, Shabbat Sari? Correct. Correct. Pesach is the Kodma Pesach. No, no. So you don't have, uh, not, not in the first night of Sukkot. And Shavuot also. Correct, we're talking about Sukkot. 
comes the Gemara and says the next Mishnah. Sukkah Shiva. The mitzvah of Sukkah is seven days. Ketzad. How does it? How do you fulfill this mitzvah? Gamar mele echol. After you finish eating in the Sukkah on the seventh day, lo yatir it Sukkato. Which means don't take apart your Sukkah. Don't uh, literally untie your Sukkah. That she says. Lo yatir agadim shela. Its ties do not undo. Lesotra to dismantle it. They are called a yom chovata because you still have an obligation the whole seventh day. Lishan to sleep in the sukkah. Vileshanin to learn in the sukkah. Viyichlal leseudata achila begava. And if you have a seudat to eat, you're going to eat it in the sukkah. So after you finish your meal in the sukkah, the seventh day you still can't take the sukkah apart. And furthermore. Aval means not, 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 not to dismantle your sukkah, I mean, not to just uh, to untie uh, a uh, part of it to make it not uh, fit. Aval murid takedim min amenha ul maala mepene kevod yom tov acharon shel chag. But you're able to take out your vessels that you had in the sukkah, those sukkot, and now bring them in the house in order to prepare for the coming yom tov shemini atzeret. Well, you don't take apart the sukkah, but you can start bringing in the kelim from the sukkah back into the house. That she says, "Aban muridu et kelim veta matzaot." As far as like the uh, the couches, the chairs, etc. Shinishtamish beim betorkak ketan perik hayashen ayudo kelim naimu matzaot naot malan the sukkah. Again, the reason why it's saying you bring them down is because we learned that the sukkot and all this were on the roofs. So therefore, by already the end of the seventh day, you could start. Clearing out the sukkah of the kavod yom tov. Shemareh kemechin atzmo liklato limkom shiyus od shamalayla. That's already kavod yom tov. Showing preparation by bringing the stuff in to, to prepare for the upcoming holiday. So now comes the Gemara and says, "En lo kelim lehorid mau." Let's say God doesn't have kelim. He doesn't have vessels to bring back into the house. How does he uh, show that he's finished with the? Sukkah. So the Gemara says, "Ain no kelim." What do you mean? He doesn't have kelim. Elaki ishtamish b'ma ishtamish. What did he use for the first seven days of the holiday? He must have sat in the sukkah. He sat on something. Whatever he sat on, it brings to the house. What do you mean he doesn't have anything? The Gemara says, "Ela ain no makom Let's say he doesn't have any place space. He doesn't have any storage. He doesn't have any. Let's say he left the stuff uh, outside. So now we tell the guy, bring the stuff in the house for Kavod Yom Tov. the guy doesn't have uh, room to put the uh, couches and the the plates, all the stuff that he has inside. So how does he show now that the mitzvah is really over? So the Gemara gives two options. bar. I guess that would be Rav Asher Amar. So you move the schach in order to make a hole of four tefachim. Now what are you going to gain by making a hole of four tefachim? Already had a sukkah's pasula. Now seemingly you don't have to make a hole of four tefachim. It should be enough to make a hole of three tefachim. Because once you have a hole of three tefachim, there's no more lavud. Once there's no more lavud, then you split your sukkah in half. So the Tosafot over here says, "Pochet ba arba'at tefachim uposla." 
כך פירש בקונטרס, ותמה, מה שיעור הוא זה בארבעה? והלא אוויר פוסל בשלושה, במשחקה קטנה, במשחקה קטנה, בין באמצע, כן מרחב שירית, ומפרשים answer that, you're right, the magic number was three to פוסל לסוכה, but we want to make it evident to everybody that it's פסול now. So therefore we're making it four, there's no, there's no doubt, okay? So comes the Gemara and says, that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Amar, Madlik ba'etanir. He has a different option. We learned uh, above, on Daf Chavtet, Sharga b'sukah ketana levar memetalalta. That the candle, you're not supposed to light in the sukkah. You're supposed to keep the candle outside the sukkah. So therefore, by putting the candle into the sukkah, you're showing what? That the sukkah is unfit. Now, granted, we learned only that it's only about a small sukkah. Because already a small sukkah by seven by seven is a very small dwelling. I mean, to put the candle in it, it's a problem. We're worried that it might uh, burn down the sukkah. In any event, we're going to uh, see the Gemara is going to mention that again over here. But these are the two options. Either uh, make airspace of Fort Tafahim. What, what are we trying to show? We're trying to show the mitzvah is, is finished. The mitzvah is done. Now, or take the candle and put it inside the sukkah. The Gemara is v'ha'at v'lo there's no argument between these two rabbis. Halan vehalehu. One option is for us, and one option is for them. Who's the us and who's for them? Rashi. Halan levne Babel. To the people of Babel, right? That the eighth day is really a sefek of the seventh day. Right? We're not certain exactly when the Rosh Chodesh was. Madlik ba'etanir. You light the candle into the sukkah. According to Rashi's understanding, he's saying like this, what do you mean? The guys in the building have to sit in the sukkah on the eighth day. So you can't possess it by moving, uh, making airspace. So what do you do? Put the candle. Which he's understanding that the candle is not possess the sukkah. You're not supposed to put it in your sukkah, but if you sit in such a sukkah, it's still kashir. So what's the purpose of putting it in there? You're just showing that it's not the regular day of Sukkot anymore. This is a, a safik. So according to Rashi, for B'nei V'avel, the purpose of the candle is more of like a, a sign that everybody should know the holiday officially is over. That which we're sitting in the Sukkot today is because of safik. Huh? And you would like to eat anyway. No, but normally they wouldn't put, you're not allowed to put the candle in the sukkah. They would have alternate systems uh, of light. And they would have to put the light in a small sukkah, they would have to put the light outside the sukkah. So now he's telling you, no, even though you shouldn't put it in the sukkah, but it doesn't post in the sukkah. So that's what you do for the Nebavir. Halehu, the Ne'er Shisrael, the Kidu Bikviyadi Yachav, and Loya Dibba Sukkah Bishmini. Then already the Yamara says, Potaya. Actually, it says Pohet. Which means, for Bene Eris Yisrael, on the eighth day, there's no sukkah at all, not Safik. So, therefore, the advice to them was on the seventh day, Posel the sukkah. How? Make it for Tafahim, and therefore you have uh, no sukkah. So, that's the Nafkamina between the two answers. Alan, the Alehu. Comes the Gemara and says, Oh, so the Gemara says, hold it. This advice of putting a ner in the sukkah, that helps for sukkah ketana. 
because earlier we learned that what? That a sukkah ketana becomes uh, a problem when you put a net in it. So if a guy has a small sukkah, and he's in Bevel, and he wants to show that what? That he really, it's not really the mitzvah today, he's only doing mitzvah. Okay, so put a, put a net in the small sukkah, and therefore it'll, uh, it won't posel the sukkah, but it'll be enough indication. However, sukkah gedolah ma'ikah lemimar. What do you know in a normal big sukkah? Putting a net in a big sukkah is 100% permissible, no problem. So what's going to be your indication? In Bnei Bavel, that the eighth day is only a sefek. So the Gemara says, Bring in the dirty dishes into the sukkah. Why? Or the pots. If you remember, we learned earlier, the the pots where you cook the food, you don't put them in the sukkah. You need them outside the sukkah. Because it's not kavot for the sukkah. But the vessels that you drink from, you leave in the sukkah. So therefore, by putting the pots in the sukkah, it doesn't posel the sukkah, but already it shows that the ikar mitzvah is over. Now the seventh day is only a, but the eighth day is only a sefik. So look at Rashi. Sukkah gedolah ma'ikah lememar. She's above that we said that you can't put a nail in the sukkah It's only by a small sukkah So therefore we have to say that by a big sukkah The way you'll show it is by putting the dirty pots in And that'll be your indication Let's read now in Maran In Siman Tafnir Samigvav What he says that comes out of this Gemara So Maran writes like this You finish you're eating in the sukkah on the seventh day, shachari. Lo yistor sukkato. Don't take a part of sukkah. Abal motzi with a kelim menayeh. Remove the vessels that are in the sukkah. Menam and haul maula. Umetakir et abay lechmodim tov acharon. Vim en lo lefanot kelav. Let's say he has no place to move his kelim. Virotzel lechod ba b'shmini. He wants to sit on the eighth day in the sukkah. That's his place. He's limited in space. Sarich lefhot bo makom arba al arba'ah. You have to open up an airspace in the sukkah, 4x4, to make it obvious that now, you're not sitting in for the sake of sukkah. Because if you're going to sit in it for the sake of sukkah, it's bal tosif. You're sitting in an extra day. Because, uh, so that's the arba'ah, uh, arba'ah. The Mishnah Murah says, even though airspace is posel with three, mikol makom ena eker kol kach. It's not so evident. Imlo keshepochet b'schak dal al dalin shushiur makom hashuv. Now, it really wouldn't be a problem bat tosif either, because bat tosif only applies that if you're having kavanah to be musif. Now, since there's no mitzvah sukkah on the eighth day, so when the guy goes to sit in the sukkah, as long as his intention is not to be musif. There's no problem. But it's like a maritai and they're telling you. Just so it's obvious that everybody knows you're not being mosif. You know, ruin the schach a little, and then it's obvious that you're not doing for sukkah. Now, V'imutzrach l'shod b'shar ayom, sarich l'echol b'sukkah shemitzvotah kol shiva. Okay, if you want to continue eating on the seventh day, of course you have to eat in the sukkah. U'bechutza la'ares, shesarich l'shem b'bishmini, gamar b'lechol b'yom b'shimini. Which means now you have another issue. Uh, in Chutz Ta'aris, 
So we eat it then on the eighth day. So eighth day, you got to keep the sukkah regular. At the end of the eighth day, you can start bringing your kelim back in the house, the chabod, yom tov haron, right? But you're not going to be able, if you want to sit in your sukkah on the ninth day, you don't have an option now of moving the schach to posel the sukkah. Why? Because now already, so you're allowed to move kelim on yom tov. No, that's, that's, that's not a problem. You have a problem of yom tov. You have a problem of you have a problem of sitira. Stirat oil, or you have a problem of Mukse, point is Yom Tov, you cannot take it down. Mepneshu Yom Tov. Umayya Asil Ekera. So, what's going to be Eker on your ninth day? Which means Maran is learning a little different than Nashi over here. Nashi learned the whole subject is Futsla Aris, is the eighth day issue. Which is on the eighth day that you have to sit in the Sukkah, but you're only sitting Misafik. So, Nashi was trying to alleviate how you're going to show. That your eighth day is only Safik. No, eighth day in Huslar is eighth day in Israel, there's no Hayyub at all. Again, understand Shitatra Shigut. Shitatra Shi was Halan the Halehu. You have seven days of Sukkot. In Eretz Israel on the seventh day, bring everything inside, uh, bring your Kelim inside as well. If you want to. Uh, uh, if you have no room uh, to, to, to do that, so then already um, make a kid in the sukkah, and then uh, already uh, you have no problem. That's what, that she understood. However, shemini, there's no sukkah. Finish. No, you can't be pochet on the eighth day. Shemini is a holiday. Can't be pochet on the eighth day. Again, you pochet. Again, the Gemara gave two options what to do to your sukkah. Either be pochet, po arba'a, or put a ner in the sukkah. Now, if you pochet, you posel the sukkah. So, when you posel the sukkah, you posel the sukkah for Bene Erich Israel. Which means at the end of the seventh, you pochet the sukkah, because now on the eighth day there's no mitzvah to sit in the sukkah. So, you finish, you ruin the sukkah. But she ain't for Bene Bavel, you can't ruin the sukkah, because on the eighth day, you have to sit in the sukkah. So therefore, you want to show, but that it's not uh, the seven days of sukkah is different. So how do you make it? You make her care. What's their care? Put a, put a nair. Oh, that's, that's going to help you in a uh, small sukkah. But in a big sukkah, nair is not a care. So if it's in a big sukkah, then you just put the dirty dishes in. So all that she's doing, according to Shittat, that she... You're showing how the eighth day is different. Maran doesn't learn like that. Maran says that the eighth day do nothing. Once you have to sit in the sukkah, because it's a fiqh you don't need any type of hekir. Not to pohet, not to put ner, sit in the sukkah. So the eighth day in Babel is like the seventh day in Eris Israel. When does Maran say you have to do all these items? On the ninth day. Which means in Hutzfar, if you want to sit in the Sukkot the ninth day, so then already these options are going to be available. Now obviously, on the ninth day, you're not going to be able to be pohet to Sukkot, because you cannot be posel. So then Maran says, But then on a small Sukkot, now the Sukkot becomes invalid. So whereas Maran learns the case on the ninth day, Rashi learned it on the eighth day. That clear? So we have a two 
ways of learning Mahlukli Shoni merely over here, how to learn the sugya. How do you make the sukkah So I'm telling you, if it's a small sukkah, put a candle in it. So again, it comes out, we have a Mahlukli Shonim. On which day in Husla Arif are we making the Hekir? According to Shittat Rashi, on Husla Arif, you're making the Hekir on the seventh day for the eighth day. Because the eighth day you're only sitting Mesafik. Therefore, the only option is you can't posel the sukkah. You can't be pochet po Your option is going to be on a sukkah ketana, put a ner in there. Or in a sukkah ketana, bring the dirty dishes or the kelim in there. However, the other ishonim, and that's the opinion of the Shurana Ruchler, no. On the eighth day in Hutzta'aris, do nothing. Eighth day is like the seventh day. Sit in the sukkah regular. At the end of the eighth day, Bring your kelim inside. If you have no room and you have to sit in the sukkah on the ninth day, then already we say you have to do a hekir. Now, it's not going to help you to make the hekir of moving the schach. Because you cannot move the schach on Yom Tov. So your only option on the ninth day is going to be either put in there, if it's a sukkah ketana, if it's a sukkah ketana, put the dirty dishes, the kelim in there. Therefore, it'll be a hekir that you're not doing it for the mitzvah of sukkah. Comes the next Mishnah. Nisuch Amayim. Now we go to the next uh, mitzvah of the pouring of the water on the mizbeah on Sukkot. Okay, as we know that that was one of the uh, mitzvot. Uh, they learned it actually from a halacha Moshe Sinai that since on Sukkot we're being judged for water, so therefore Borei Olam says take the water and pour it on the mizbeah in order that you will be judged. Favorably, so the Mishnah is going to teach us now the process. Nisucha mayim ketzah, selochit shel zahav. They would take a golden uh, vessel, uh, pitcher of gold, mehazeket shlosha lugin that held three log of liquid measure. Hayam imalem and ashilawah. They would fill it up from a spring. That was called the Shilawah. That was a spring next to Yerushalayim. Now, Higir the Sha'ar Amayim. They would bring it back into the Beit HaMikdash through a gate. The gate that they would bring it through was called Sha'ar Amayim. Specifically for that reason. Because that was the gate that they used to bring in the Nisuch <coughs> So they called the gate, Water Gate. Now, at that point, Tak'u, Veri'u, Vetak'u. At that point, they would blow the Shofar. Tiki'ah, Teru'ah, Tiki'ah. That would add to the Simcha. Okay? That she says, Meshuv Simcha. Because the Pasuk says, Ush Mayim Besason. So how do you enter the happiness of the drawing? They blow the Shofar. Exactly. Allah Bakibish. Now the Kohen has to take the water and pour it on the Mizbeah. So he goes up the ramp. Okay? Now you remember the, uh, uh, the Mizbeah? Okay, I think we have uh, pictures in our books. We can see them. That there was a ramp uh, that you went up to the Mizbeah. The ramp was on the south side of the Mizbeah. And he would turn to his left. Now again, when he's going up to the Mizbeah, to his left, he's going to get to the southwestern corner. Okay? To his right would be the east, to his left would be the west. So he makes a left to the southwestern corner. Now on the southwestern side of the Mizbeah, there were two Sefalim. Bowls? Okay. That were on the corner of the Mizbeah. Okay. You can see the uh, pictures of this. Well, it's in your Ha'od uh, Ve'adar. 
you have picture Vav. Okay? So you have two uh, bowls, actually, that were on that corner of the Mizbayah. Okay? And the Mishnah says, Shil Kesefayu. And they were silver. Sham. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Shil Sidayu. Rabbi Yehuda says they were made out of limestone. So look at what they were made out of. Ela Shayu Musharim Penem Pnayayin. Just they turned black because they would always pour wine in these vessels. So you take limestone, which is white, and you pour wine in it constantly, it's going to become blackened, it's going to become stained, so it's going to look like it's silver. So that was the Malachim. Was it actually silver, or did it become blackened to look like silver? In any event, At the end of these kelim, you had like spouts. Literally, it's called nostrils. You see like a little spout coming out of the bottom of the keli? Right? Little like a, a nozzle uh, right? coming out of the bottom of that keli. Now, the Gemishnah says, Ehad dak. One of the holes of one of the nostrils was wide, me'ubeh, and one of them was narrow, dak. And the Gemara is going to explain why is because we want the water and the wine that have different consistencies to go in simultaneously. You see, water is thin. thin. Wine is thick. So how do you, And you're taking the same amount, three log of water and three log of wine. Because you always have to put wine on the mitzvah. So the wine is a standard everyday uh, uh, mitzvah. With the water is a Sukkot mitzvah. So when you're pouring water in wine, since the consistency of the water is going to go faster, so it'll make a narrower hole. Whereas the wine, which is thicker, they were able to make a wine also. Bottom, it would go into the Mizbeah simultaneously. Look at the Rashi top line. Right, the grain pours it into these sefalim, these bowls. Then the sechim mekalchim biyordim derech ha'otamim al gavah bezbeiach, and it comes out of the nostrils, right, the bottom of the keli. Uba bezbeiach ayan nekev. Now on the bezbeiach itself there was holes. Shebo amayim vayayin yordim the shitin shem bezbeiach sheyu ambukim ba'alumim meod. On the bezbeiach itself, as you see, there were two holes. The liquid would then go into these. Yeah. Holes would place it, I guess, over the holes. So the water would go th- in the keli, mm-hmm. to the nostril, into the hole. Now the hole would take you through the mizbeach all the way underground. Right. And the water and the wine would always end up under the base of the mizbeach. Now those holes are called the shitin. They're where the wine and the water end up going through to get to the bottom of the mizbeach. Correct, correct, like we learned. Now, Ehad Me'ubeh, Ve'ehad Dak, next Rashi, Ehad Ma'nekebim Me'ubeh, Oto Shel Yayin, the wine Chotam, Ve'ehad Dak, Oto Shel Mayim. Why? So the Mishnah says, Kedeh, second line of the Mishnah, Kedeh, Shiyu Shenehem Kalin, Be'vat Achat. So they'll finish simultaneously, Rashi. Kedeh, Farish, Be'gevara, Shammayim, Me'harim, that's it. The water, Goes out quicker. So you have to make the nostril narrower in order to, to cause it to be slower. Now, the Mishnah continues.
Ma'aravo shil ma'ayin, Mizracho shil ya'ayin. Now they're telling you which bowl is used for the water and which bowl is used for the wine. So the Mishnah says, the bowl that's towards the west, that's ma'ayin, and the bowl that's to the east, that's going to be the wine. Why? That she says, "Sefalim netunin etzel akeren ze lefne ze smuchin ze laze ehad lesad ma'arav vehad lefni mimenu da'inu lemizrach." And the Gemara is going to say is because when he walks up to the mizbeach, the first one that he comes in contact with is going to be the one that's towards the mizrach, and therefore that's the wine. Since the wine was done every day, whereas the Water was only done on Sukkot, so the first one that he comes in contact with will be the more uh, precedent one, the more common one, which would be the wine one. Okay? Now, Mishnah continues. If you messed up, you poured the wine in the water bowl, or the water in the wine bowl, it's okay. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Belo Gayam Nasech Kol Shemona. Rabbi Yudah says two Hadushim over here. First of all, it wasn't three log. It was only one log. Second of all, it wasn't seven days. It was eight days. Velaminasech Omer. Now to the one that's making the Nisuch, pouring the water on the Mizbayah, Omer Lo. They tell him, Hagbeyadecha. They tell him, raise your hands. Mm, lift your hands up. You want to see exactly where you're pouring. There was one time a Kohen that was at Siduki that did not believe in this Midvav Nisuchamayim. So instead of pouring the water into the bowl that would subsequently go to the Mizbeach, he poured it in front of him and the water landed on his feet. He didn't want to do this Midvav. So they tell the Kohen, lift your hands up. So when you're pouring, they see exactly where it's going. You can't fool. Now this guy that poured it on the floor, on his legs, So the entire people, they stoned him with their etrogim. They killed him. They stoned him to death with their etrogim. Now if you remember, in Masechet Yoma, we learned over here that when is the mitzvah nisuchamayim? From here we learned that the mitzvah nisuchamayim specifically must be in the morning. And the Gemara said it was actually at the time that they brought the Qurban Tamid. So the Gemara says maybe it was done in the afternoon. They said no, in the afternoon nobody would be holding the etrogim. Because when do you hold the etrogim? In the morning. So that was one of the proofs the Gemara brought that nisuchamayim is done with Tamid Shal Shahar. Now, uh, I once heard a beautiful explanation. Why did they specifically use their etrogim? Yeah, he could have said they could have taken their lulav. The lulav is like a javelin. So they could have thrown their lulavim at the guy. Why specifically did they use their etrogim? So uh, you see over here that uh, really the Torah does not say to take an etrog. The Torah says to the etzadar. The only way, reason why we take an etrog is because we have a tradition from the hakamim. So these sedukim, they come along and say what? You only follow what it says uh, literally. Right? And therefore, since it doesn't say anything about Nisuch HaMayim, so we don't follow it. So therefore, we tell these guys, learn from the Etrog. The Torah doesn't say they take an Etrog also, but everybody takes an Etrog. Even the Tzidukim, they take an Etrogim. So you guys are contradictory. How do you know to take an Etrog? 
So the same way you know to take an etrog, that's how you know to do the sukamayin. So it was not only to pelt the tzedukim with the etrog, but it was also a musar. So they were giving the tzedukim that the etrog is your, is your contradiction. And therefore they pelted them. Now the question is, are you allowed to do that uh, with the etrogim? So the hachamim say, Adra, that's the kavod for the etrog. No, but you really cannot use the etrog for personal uh, benefit on the seventh day. Now, according to some opinions, after the mitzvah is done, you can, but according to other opinions, the, the whole seven days it's asur. So even according to those opinions that we learned, for this, it's a mitzvah. Now the question is, because that's kavot to the etrog, you're using the etrog to, to teach a lesson. Now, the only question is, they killed this guy. Some say they killed him with the etrogim, some say they stoned him to death after. But the point is, are they mutar to do that? Allah says, yes, he's a tzeduki. Tzeduki, these guys are, uh, are like uh, missionaries. These guys are bad people. Allah says, you're allowed to throw them uh, down to the well, and you don't have to bring them up. So therefore, there was a heter for them to legally uh, kill this guy. In any event, the Mishnah continues, Kema'aseu b'chol, kach ma'aseu b'shabbat. The procedure of Nisucha Mayim, during the week, and on Shabbat, was the same. The only problem is, you can't carry on Shabbat. So the Gmishtazmet teaches they had to get the water from Friday. On the normal weekday, they went to Mayana Shilawah, and they carried the water in the golden vessel to the Beit HaMikdash. Can't do that on Shabbat. So it's Ela, Shayam Mimale Me'arem Shabbat. They would go from Me'arem Shabbat, Habit Shil Zahav. They would take a habit, uh, a barrel made out of gold, she'ena mikudeshet. That was not sanctified. A regular barrel, a mundane bar- barrel. They didn't put kedusha in it. Minashilawah, umaniha belishka, and they would leave it in the office of the Beit Hamikdash, one of the uh, chambers. And then on Shabbat, they would empty it out into the kelim and then pour on the mizbeach. Now that she says, she'ena mikudeshet. Which is, they never use that vessel for the purpose of the Mizbeah. Which, if you remember, we learned in Yoma that in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, how did the Kedim become Mikudash? They anointed it with the oil. Any Kedim that was anointed with the oil became Kodesh. Subsequently, after that time, the way vessels became Kodesh was once you used it for Kodesh. It became Kodesh. Once she even designated it to use for Kodesh. So we'll see that over here on Shabbat, they specifically used a vessel that was not designated to use for the Mizbayah. That's how they would fill the, um, the um, water. Now, the Gemara is going to explain why. Which is why during the week it says they took golden vessels that were Kodesh. But on Shabbat, they specifically took on Friday a habit that was not. Mikudash. I'll explain why. Next case, Nishpecha. <laughs> Let's say the water spilled. Now during the week you have no problem. Go back to Mayana Shilawah and get water. But on Shabbat you can't get water. It's carrying. Let's say the water became exposed. And Alakha says if the water is exposed overnight, it's Basul. Why is it Basul? Because we're concerned that a snake might have entered the water and put its poison. Now, so what? You're not drinking it. Let the snake put its poison. Put it on his bayah. But the explanation is, now you don't have three log of water. You have water with poison. So therefore you're lacking the shiur. 
So therefore it's going to be Pasul. Again, if it's revealed, the snake went in, yeah? So the snake goes in, he puts his poison in. So the poison is going to take away from the shi'ud. So what are you doing? Now you have the water. Yeah, but when you put it into the picture, you now have 2.999 of water. and water. So then you take the water from the sink. Because water that is migulin, uh, uncovered. uncovered, or wine that's uncovered, is pasul. So you can use the regular standard water from the sink. Now let's read Rashi. Now hold it. The water in the kiyor is also overnight. Which is the water sitting in the kiyor overnight. Yeah, so you have the, the, the ants that you'll tell me it's covered. How does that takes care of the the answer of uh, covered? The bottom line, bottom line, the halakha says anything that's in a vessel that's kodesh, like a kiyor, once it stays overnight, it should be pasul because of the law of lina. Which means anything that's in a holy vessel and stays, don't forget about snakes. It's pasul because of the law of lina. It cannot stay overnight. So how how do you solve that? So if you remember, we learned in Masechet Yoma that they made a certain apparatus, like a, uh, a pulley, where they would lower the kiyor every night underground. So the waters of the kiyor would attach itself to the underground waters, and therefore would be considered not a keli anymore. Now it's considered mehubal lekarka. Once it's considered mehubal lekarka attached to the ground, you have no problem of and she's going to say that. Look at Rashi. Hayami malim nakiyor menamayim shibatuch nakiyor umeakiyor afapish shenimshach deuktash niklishenu mekadesh meimav en nifsalim belina shayu meshakayin otom beayin bebor. They would lower it down in the evening into a pit. Kedamar besedir yoma afu asa muchni lakiyor. He made a muchni. Muchni is the pulley to the kiyor. Shayu meshakayin bemuchni yakiyor shenoyu meimav nifsalim belina. Right. That put it in that uh, apparatus. Now continue Rashi. Shayayin da. The reason why revealed water or one is pasul. You heard that a snake might drink from it. Now, so now you think it's three log of water. It's not three log of water. It's two point nine log of water and one point of poison. You're not pointing to shi'ud. Shari'a eris mashlim le shi'udan. The poison is going to fill the shi'ud. So therefore, you have no choice but to use the water from the kiyon. You had three, You had three. He no. No, no. He drank. What's the snake do? He's thirsty. The snake drank some water and put some poison in. So you have no shi'ud. Comes the gemara. How do you know that you have to blow the shofar at the time of the blowing, of, at the time of the gathering of the water? When you draw the water, it has to be done. Meaning, happily. How do you do it happily? You sound the shofarot. That makes it festive. Kabra tells a story. There were two minim. Minim are apostates. Kofrim, non-believers. One guy's name was Sasson. The other guy's name was Simha. So Sasson tells Simha, I'm better than you. Sasson and Simha are 
When the Torah talks about Sasson Vesma, put Sasson first. He says, Sasson Vesma, I'm better. Amal is Simcha Lesasson. So Simcha tells Sasson, Ana Adifta Minach, I'm better than you. Dikhtiv, Simcha Vesasson the Yehudim. Megidat Esther, put Simcha first. So obviously these guys over here, they're minim. They, they don't take the Pesukim like they're supposed to take them. They take them out of context, obviously, and they're learning them very literally. And these were the type of debates that the minim would have. Amal is Sasson is Simcha. Had Yoma, you know, one day, Shabkuch Veshavivach Parvanka. One day, they're going to leave you and they're going to turn you into a messenger. Which means uh, you're going to end up having to be a runner. A scout. A scout. What does it mean? Which means the one that has Simcha, he's going to have to go out. He's going to have to run. He's going to have to become a, uh, a scout. Abba Subhan Sasson. So one day they're gonna leave you umalu bach maya and they're gonna fill you up with water. Dikhtiv Ushafte Mayim Besasun. He's gonna be the water carrier with water boy. Which means one day you're gonna be the one that's gonna draw the water. Why? Because Ushafte Mayim. How do you draw the water? With Sasson. So Sasson's the water. Obviously they're learning the Pesukim literally, these guys. Like they, that was their custom. Okay? Now, the Gemara continues. There was a certain guy that is called, his name was Sasson. And he told Rav Abu. Your future, the Timaluli Mayim, the Alma Da'ate. In the future, you people are going to be drawing for me water. You're going to be my slaves. So he's learning it. You're going to draw water for Sasson. So he's telling Rabbi Abu, one day you're going to be my slave. One day all you religious guys, in the future you're going to be serving me, pouring water for me. If it would have said, you're right. Hashtag dichtiv besason. So you know what it means? Mashchedahu gavra from your flesh. Mashvina leguda. We're going to make a vessel umalin and bebaya, and we're going to use it to draw the water. Meaning, we're going to draw the water with sason or from sason. Meaning, from your body. From your skin, we're going to make a keli, ushafteh ma'im, and we're going to draw the water, besasson, with sasson. Now these are the two stories in the Gilna. Obviously, there has to be a lot of mysticism, and the Gilna Vilna has pirushim over here. What exactly is the purpose of the Gemara telling us these comical stories about the sasson and subha and their claims? Obviously there's, there's depth behind it, uh, but uh, we suffice to know that the Gemara had obviously deeper intent than bringing these continues. And we said, he goes up the ramp, the ramp is in the south, and he makes a left to pour the uh, wine and the water on the southwestern corner where the bowls were. Okay? So comes the Gemaran says, Generally speaking, Anybody that goes up to the Mizbayah, Olin Derech Yamin. Follow. Normally, the path, you go up the right side, of the, that's the eastern side of the Mizbayah. Your path is towards the east or right. Now, 
ומקיפין ויורדין דרך שמאל. They would go up to the Mizpeach, do what they had to do. Then they would go around the entire Mizpeach, always turning to their right, right, ending up coming down on the left side of the Mizpeach. So again, they're walking up to the right, and once they get up to the Mizpeach, they turn right, okay, because that's to the eastern side. Then they go straight, then again, they go to their right again, they come around, and they come all the way down, to the left side of the Mizbeah. That was facing the Mizbeah. In any event, the Gemara says, Taro Rabbanan, Kol ha'olim la Mizbeah, olim derech yamin, umakifin v'yordim derech sol chutz, except for three cases. Min ha'olim l'shlosha devarim alano. The people that go up to the Mizbeah for the following three items. She'olim derech small, v'chuzlim ala ikif. They go up to the left, and they retrace their footsteps back down the left. Go up the left, do what they have to do on the western side of the Mizbeah, and come right down. What are the three items? Ve'eluhin, Nisuchamayim. Number one is Nisuchamayim. Left, they push them right where you're supposed to be, on the southwestern side of the Mizbeah, pour it, make a U-turn, come right back down. Ve'eluhin, on a daily basis, up the left, Pour the wine in the uh, southwestern side. Come right back down. <coughs> now, Ola Ta'of is a, uh, the korban that they would bring. They would bring a korban, Ola Ta'of. Normally you'd bring an animal, but Ani can't afford an animal. Bring Ola Ta'of. Now, uh, the Ola Ta'of normally was done on the eastern side of the Mizbeah. But if, let's say it was very crowded on the eastern side, so they would allow them to do it on the western side. So, when there was traffic on the eastern side for Olat Ta'of, they would let you exactly alternate route on the western side. Now, the question is, why these three things, why do they give you the shortcut? Why don't let the guy go up and circumvent the Mizbeah and do the Mizbah? So, let's read Rashi. Olin Derech Yamin. Start with Rashi, Olin Derech Yamin. See that Rashi? It's one, two, three, four lines before they get wide. Olin Derech Yamin. Kishu Olin Rosha Mizbeah. When they walk up to the Mizbeah, Ponim Lekeren Mizrehid Deromit. The first quarter that they hit is southeast. On the right, right. That's to the right. Tahinu Liyamin, now on it. That's to the right of the guy. It goes up. Shakevish Bidromosha Mizbeah. The Kevish, the rib, is in the south. So to the right is east. When he comes down the Mizbeah, he doesn't retrace his footsteps. He comes down, wrap around, come down on the west side of the Kevish. Which is to his left when he's rising up. Okay? Why don't you just retrace your steps? Because if he's going to retrace his steps, it comes out that he's turning to his left. Why? When he's standing up, he is facing the Mizbeah. Correct? He's facing the Mizbeah. His body is facing the Mizbeah. So therefore, if he's going to retrace his step, he has to make a left. And therefore, we don't want him ever to turn left. So therefore, he has to reach, continue to his right, 
So he goes all the way around. Nor can you put your back towards the Mizmeah. Any turn you make should always be to your right. Except for three things. Between these three things, Nisuka Mayim, Nisuka Yayin, and the Olata Of, they all can be done on the southwestern corner. corner. Now, when he gets up to the Mizbeah, he actually makes a left. Which is, if you tell him go to the right, he would have to walk all the way around the Mizbeah till he gets to the western side. Don't do that. Why? It's about a hundred amma walk if he's going to have to go all the way around the Mizbeah. Now what's on the Mizbeah? Smoke. The Gemara says in a different place, smoke is posel, the yayin and the mayim. You cannot have smoked water or smoked Wine. And therefore, he's, he's walking around again. By the time he gets around the Mizbeah, the like water is going to be smoke infested. And therefore, in order that he should put it immediately without having the smoke affect the water and the wine, just go straight up, pour it down, Make a left. and come right there. Make a left, exactly. We'll go against the normal procedure so you can have smoke. The Olata Of, Shemit Tamut Ba'ashan. Olata Of was slaughtered on top of the Mizbeah. They made Mirika. On the Olata off. Now, in the meantime, he's going to walk around. It's a little bird. It's going to die from smoke inhalation. So, therefore, in order that it doesn't die, so they bring it up straight to the to the place over there. Okay. Now, vehozlin al akiv. Now, we make them retrace their footsteps. So that she says, Garcina, velo Garcina makifim al akiv b'derek shalubo v'makifim. Now, what's the reason why you don't make them? Once they're up, maybe let them. Go all the way around, take a walk. Because they're going to walk left. So we don't want them to walk left anymore. If you have to circumvent, they have to go to the left. So therefore, you're up there already, just come right back down in the same spot. Amen.